I used to work in a uh, um, place in Cincinnati, Ohio, when we were there doing inner city work. We were building the inner city church, and and um, I was building countertops and cabinets, and I was a cabinet maker. And so I was in there with these two, three guys, and we were building cabinets, and the other guys would go install. And and I don't know whether it was in my vocabulary, but it always seemed like I would say luck or something would come out of my vocabulary, would be my vocabulary, you know. And another guy, was a Christian guy, he always would correct me and say, stop. There's no such thing as luck. I'm like, you know, you're right, you're right, you're right. I mean, he always corrected me on that, which is good because, you know, our vocabulary comes from our heart. And so for some reason, I had that luck in my heart. You know, there's not, there, there's not about luck or chance. Um, you're not here today by luck or chance. The Lord already knew that you'd be here today. But already knew that you'd live in Texas today. He already knew your age, where you work, the kids you'd have or not, the school you go to. You thought, well, I decided that. Well, yeah, kind of, but not. Because he's placed you strategically where you are. So today as we head into this chapter 6, I just got to laugh. This is like a one of those funny chapters that, you know, you think, you know, things are gloom, despair, agony on me, and then it just takes a quick pivot twist. It's kind of like you're down to the last second. You have to pay the bill. You, you have to have an answer. Why is it? It seems, and maybe we're totally wrong about this, because we're out, God is outside of time. And so, why does it always seem like the Lord shows up at the last second? You know, why does he just, just kind of, why is it always the last second, it seems to be, um, that things are rectified or taken care of? Um, it always seems to be like that. You know, it's kind of like the things in God's word. You, you have, you know, Israel leaving Egypt. And they get to the water, and they can't cross the water. So they turn around, they look back, and there's the Egyptian army coming after them. It's like last second. It's like, what are we going to do in the water part? Or you have Peter in prison, Acts chapter something, 7, 8, 9, somewhere in there. Peter's in prison. And it says Herod had his men there. Herod already had James killed. So he's in there. Now the next day is when he's going to be tried. The next day, and he's sleeping between the soldiers. And an angel taps him on the, hey, wake up. He thinks he's just kind of dreaming, right? I think I'll be dreaming too. And he leads him out of the jail and gets one length of the street down, and the, and the angel leaves. And then he notices, he's like, wait, I'm out of jail. It's the, always the last second. Well, may I was just lucky. He was just lucky. No, it wasn't by luck or chance whatsoever. I don't know about you, but I like those movies where you have the portrait on the walls and there's that hole in the eyeball. Oh, don't you love those? I love those. You know, you see it's kind of creepy, you know, and then that, that, that eye is always, you're like, that is so weird. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. It's like the all seen eye. Pastor Lee, I really enjoyed your sermon last week, but this is totally not like that sermon at all. 
Sorry about that. That was awesome. Thank the Lord for using you and your gifts. Wasn't that good? Yeah. <clears throat> we needed to hear that. It says here in Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. Job 34, 21, Job says, his eyes are on the ways of the mortals. He sees their every step. His eyes are watching everything you do all day, every day. Now, that's kind of creepy, isn't it? No, it is, isn't it? I mean, everything you do and say, why? I mean, everything you do, he's watching. Well, as we head into this chapter, now realize what's happened. If you haven't been here, Esther became queen. Then Mordecai wouldn't bow to Haman because Haman was uplifted. And then Haman says, I'm going to kill Mordecai. I mean, I'll forget that. I'm going to kill all the Jews. He gets the king on his side. How did that work? They were drinking buddies, right? They had parties all the time, right? He had a six-month party. Six months. That's a long time. We think maybe Haman had, you know, what, 180 kids? Was it 180, 280? How many was it? I can't remember. Anyway, he had a lot of kids, a lot of sons. Crazy, right? And so, <clears throat> and then Mordecai hears about that, tears his clothes, goes into what? Fasting mode, starts praying. Gets a hold of Esther. Hey, Esther, we got to pray. Esther, what? All right. You want me to do what? Go see the king and ask him to stop. The, you want me to do what? If I do that, I'll die. She said, okay, you pray for me. And they fasted three days. She didn't say pray because there's no prayer in the book of Esther, but she said, you fast for three days and I'll go see the king. So they all fast. Then she goes into the what? Where the king is, and he extends his scepter. And then she goes, you know, he goes, what can I give you up to half my kingdom? Remember that last week? Or the week before? And so kind of in the background, you have Haman at his house talking to his wife and all his friends. He's kind of telling how good he is. Don't we kind of do it sometimes around our friends? Well, you know, I, I aced that test. I got 102. Yeah, 102. Because I had a bonus question. Matter of fact, I probably should have had 107, but it was 102. But, um, and then, I, you know, I, I was just driving, and I found a $100 bill in the ground. And then just things were going. And then my grandma was sitting in this nice shirt. How do I look? Yeah. Yeah. And he likes me. He does. He really, I saw him looking at me. Remember what I did? Right? We're all about us, aren't we? Come on. Come on. No, we are. No, we really are. I'm really selfish. Oh, you're not? I am. Pretty selfish. I mean, we got to eat. And there's chips and salsa, and there's one salsa. Oh, you don't have any. Oh, I'm so sorry. You don't have any salsa. Wow, I'm so sorry. That is such a shame. Uh, server, server. Oh, they'll be here in a minute. Right? Come on. Right? It's true. It's true. I'm just telling you how I am. I'm selfish. <clears throat> so Haman, he's quite selfish. 
and his friends decide, hey, you know what? Just build the gallows. So he has the gallows built. That's where we left off last week or the week before. You hear the hammers in the background. The saw's going to building this gallow. 75 feet tall, maybe. Because they're going to put what? They want to hang who on there? Mordecai. Remember? So the next morning, Haman's going to go see the king. But I love this chapter. We're going to start reading it, make some comments, apply it, and go home. Sound good? This is a great story. I hope you get a lot out of this. Um, I just like reading God's Word. Did you have a devotional time this morning? I was up early this morning. Couldn't sleep on the, the, the couch. <clears throat> when I get sick, I groan, make weird noises. And so, yeah, I know. She kicks me out of bed. Oh, my goodness. I've been on the, what, three days now? That's terrible. God, I sleep on the couch. <clears throat> anyway, so I also get up early. I'm already in my prayer slot. Just wake up, you know. The coffee's already brewing at 3.30. I hear it brewing. Like, oh, my gosh. i got an extra hour to do this morning. Oh, this is great. But um, not tomorrow. Back to work. Anyway, but um, it was wonderful. Just enjoying God's Word, reading it. So I hope you had some time. If not, spend some time this afternoon. Um, don't skip a day. It's okay if you do, but don't skip a day. Because it's like, you know, uh, do you eat every day? Do you eat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do too. It's wonderful, isn't it? So, you need to feed yourself sometimes. How much? I don't care. Just do it every day. I don't care. Just read a paragraph. Do it every day. All right. Enough of that. Chapter 6. Ready? Esther, chapter 6. That night, the king could not sleep. That was by chance, right? He had insomnia. That's lucky right? No, that is God working. Now, if you suffer from insomnia, I'm sorry. Um, some people do. But this king, he eat, party, drink, he, he fell asleep quickly. He had no problem sleeping. But this night, he what? He could not sleep. So, what do you do when you can't sleep? Guess you just do some reading. So, he ordered the book of the Chronicles a record of his reign to be brought in and read to him. So he asked them to come in. Can you imagine? Okay, you got to get up too. That's why I'm where the king's at. I get up. Got to read. What do we got here? Start reading about my reign. And he said, oh, king on October 14th. 834 B.C. It says, whatever it was. And they were reading. It just happened. It was a lucky thing. They turned the page. No, it's not by luck. They turn the page, verse 2. It was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed these two guys. We won't say them because they're late. Two of his king officers who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. That's the king. It just so happened they turned the page, and the guy's reading early in the morning to the king about Mordecai. He's, and, of course, the king's thinking, Save my life. Because why? Because back then, they would have people come in in the middle of the night and just kill the king. And now I'm king, right? You had to read, read the Old Testament. I mean, they have kings galore. 
You know, this king reigned for eight years. This king reigned for 20 years. This king reigned for a month. This king reigned for three days, right? It just depends, right? That's why they had a cupbearer to the king. They would sip the cup. You die? No, okay, I can drink it now. Then he would drink, right? Right? Because, I mean, it was all about assassinating the king because they all wanted to be king. Because there's a thing called selfishness out there. We already talked about that. Everybody wants to be somebody, don't they? Yeah, we do. So here, in verse 3, what honor and recognition has Mordecai received from this? The king asked. Nothing has been done for him, his attendants answered. So he's asking his attendant, what's been done for him to give him? I mean, he saved my life. The guy's like, nothing, king. And here it is, another lucky thing. Guess who just showed up? Verse what? Four. King said, in verse five. His attendant answered, Haman is standing in the courtyard. No, wait a second. See how God put all this together? He got Haman up at a certain time, had him leave his house at a certain time, right? He got to the court just right as the king said that, right? God is in control. God sees everything. Oh, Pastor James, he didn't see that last week. Because if he did, that wouldn't have happened. He, he, he doesn't see everything because, yeah, it was bad. No, it was really bad. No, it was beyond bad. In 11 months, the Jewish people are going to be killed. All of them. And you're a Jew. What would you want to do? <laughs> Run. No, that's not how it works. Hide. Maybe. Pray and fast. Good option. So here comes Haman. Now, why is he coming to see the king? Because his wife just told him in the verse right before the chapter ended, chapter 5, she goes, just go, get him hanged or gallow, then go to the banquet the queen has and have fun. First off, I'm thinking, how can anybody do that? You know, see a guy hanging, oh, he's hanged, good. Right. Ooh, gross, okay, let's go to the party. I would. I mean, because impaled means that the pole will go up and through your body, out through your mouth. It's gross, okay? That's a terrible way of, yeah. Don't even look it up. I did. It's not very, it's disgusting. Yeah. Graphic image, it'll never leave my mind. Sickness. Wish I looked it up. Where are we at? Verse 6. <clears throat> when Haman entered, the king asked him. <laughs> now, hold on a second. Have you ever asked, has their boss ever asked you something? Your boss? Mine does all the time. He <laughs> door opens up. Right down as fast as I can. Don't want to forget, right? Here comes the boss. Second in command. It says, Hey, the king says, What should be done for the man the king delights to honor? Now Haman's going, oh, Wait a second. Right? He goes, I'm just drinking, buddy. And I am second in command. Right? I'm feeling pretty good right now. Right? So he thought to himself, I'm sorry, go back. He thought to himself, verse 7, who is there? Okay, all right, my bad. Who is there the king would rather honor than what? Than me. So verse 7, 
He says this. So he answered the king, For the man the king delights to honor, have them bring a royal robe that the king has worn, and horse that the king's ridden, one with a royal crest placed on his head. I didn't look that up, but it must have been some kind of, you know, like it's like in a circus, a little, you know, a little, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm getting. I could be wrong, but right? I'm getting one of those things that, you know, a little fluffy thing that's on there. And, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get the little picture, right? That's what I'm getting. Could be wrong, but there it is. You look it up. Right? You're, you're, right, you're not only reading, you're studying God's word, right? The word says a study to show yourself approved. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw it in there too. All right. Then let the robe and the horse be entrusted to one of the king's most noble princesses. Let them robe the man the king delights to honor and lead him on the horse through the city streets, proclaiming before him. This is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. So they're like, you're going to parade this guy through the streets. Naaman's thinking, yeah, that is awesome. Right? Who doesn't like to be, who does not like to be honored? Who likes to be honored? Who likes to have their pat back? I mean, don't you like, man, yeah. I remember I did something one time and I was like, and Daryl's like, don't stretch your arm and hurt yourself. Pat yourself on the back. You know, he always brings you back to reality. So, go at once, the king commanded. Go at once. Haman's still thinking, this is great. Can't wait to wear that robe. Right? Pretty cool. I'm thinking it's heavy. I don't want that kind of stuff anyway, but he's like, this is awesome. Get the robe and the horse and do just as you suggested. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For Mordecai, no, wait, no, right. now hold on now. He just came through the gate. You know Mordecai's there. He always sits at the gate. And you know he didn't bow again, right? And you know he's already like, ah, he's going to hang him high, right? Cannot wait to hang this guy. And you want me to do what? <clears throat> I know, voice is bad. The Jew who sits at the king's gate. Do not neglect anything we have recommended. Wow. Wow. So Haman got the robe. Isn't that great? Love that. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Because see, the situation you're going through right now, it's down the last second. Pastor James, it was, it was bad. been there. I mean, it looks really bad. I mean, death is at the door. I get it. I held my little boys. He held my pinky. Chad did. And he was seven days old. You know, and that's awesome when you're, wait till you have kids. Wait, you know, oh my gosh, when your child with the hand is so small, and it's just, it's the whole hand was around my pinky for half of it. Right? You get that picture? And my boy's dying right before my eyes. No, literally. I'm sitting there, and I'm singing that song, you know, I can't sing it today, but, you know, red and yellow, black and white, Jesus knows, you know, that little thing. Right? He's holding that thing. And the doctor's like, back up, we got work to do. Yes, sir. And they all flooded in there. It was, it was, it was either God or nothing. They worked on it for about an hour. 
on him back. Last second. Now, God could have said, you know what? I want him with me. I want him with me. He could have done that, right? I've seen that happen in hospitals. I've seen that. And it makes my heart just, I can't stand it when I get called off. I just can't because it's like I'm like, Lord, if you don't show up, we know. But if you do, I'm going and praying the prayer of faith. I like that here, Pastor Leo's things. Like he prays and people are healed. I need to bring Leo with me. Let's get some more of that action. Last second. But here is Haman. He's going, you kidding me? So Haman got the robe and the horse. He rode Mordecai and led him on horseback through the city streets, proclaiming before him, this is what's done for the man the king delights to honor. Can you imagine? Can you imagine all? Right? That's the guy he wants to hang. Now, that's that picture. Now, we don't get the picture of Mordecai, do we? I think we kind of do later on. I'm not so sure Mordecai really cared to be on the horse. That's my own personal. That's on the side. You don't really read that, but... Maybe you do. Verse 12. Afterward, Mordecai returned to the king's gates. What's that tell you? He went right back to his what? Job. He could have said, forget the gate, I'm going to the palace. King likes me. Right? No, he went right back to He's like, no, I'm not going back. But Haman rushed home. Now, wouldn't you go home? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you go home, right? <laughs> Honey! Zeresh! What a name that is. What happened? I heard. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? There's the gallows, right? Sir, we're done. Oh, thank you. Zeresh! Oh, right? Gosh. Where are we? Return, okay. <clears throat> but told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends, everything that happened to him. His advisors and his wife, Zeresh, said to him, Well, since Mordecai, before whom your downfall has started, is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. You will surely come to ruin. Oh, my gosh. Things have changed. It changed on a dime, didn't it? See, that's what God does. But it's your job to trust. Isn't it? Do you really trust God? Really? With your life? Do you really trust Him? With everything. Every fight. Everything. That, that, that child you got that just won't listen. You tried everything. It ain't working. You still believe. That boss is just, just, do you still believe the Lord can turn that on? That neighbor, that neighbor, if one more time he kills that bird and eats it, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you one more time, he does. 
while they were still talking with him, the king's eunuchs arrived and hurried Haman away to the banquet. Esther has prepared. Come with me. Remember, Esther, what, said in the previous chapter, the king's like, I'll give you half my kingdom. She goes, what is it, darling? What do you want? And she, like the ladies do, I don't know why they do this. They drive us crazy, right, guys? Well, I'll prepare another banquet tomorrow, and then I'll tell you what I want. Guys, right? And by the way, stop by Zales and pick up some flowers. You wouldn't know. First, let me stop by Wells Fargo. Got to get a quick loan. and yeah, Right? So now he's rushed away. I got Greg's attention. He's coming up front. So, and the story begins the next week. Here's some bullet points for you. When all seems lost. When everything seems lost, everything seems lost, it's not. It's not. It's just not. When things seem they can't can get any worse, guess what? They can. You've seen that? They can get worse. But not all is lost. Remember, God has not forgotten you. He's not. He's not. Did God forget Esther or Mordecai or the Jews? Did he forget them? No. No. I, I couldn't back, back in middle school. My <clears throat> we had it back then when the you guys have no clue what this is, but those those reel to reel projectors. You remember that, right? And, and they were showing the Holocaust thing and all the all the Jews, you know. Destroyed and killed in the concentration camp, and just stacked and piled in, 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 the, in the hole. And my, he kept putting pieces of paper in front of it. It's just so graphic. I'll never forget that middle school. I'll never forget that day. I, and I walked out of class just going, I, I literally walked out in the hall going, what, what was that? I, I didn't know how to process it. I wish someone would have warned me. I wouldn't have went to school that day. That was. That was a little too much. It was he saw the whole whole video. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. But when all seems lost, God's still right there. How could God be any nearer than that? You ever thought about that? That's his people. He loves his people. Does he not? That's his favorite people. He chose us. Abraham, I'll choose you. Isaac, Jacob. 12 tribes, millions of people. That's my people. Don't you think he loves them? When no one seems to notice, they do. Right? Well, I did something for so-and-so. I deserve. Just wait. But here's the problem we have. We like to blab. Deal with yesterday. I went next door and I cut the grass. Well, we did it too. And them, they didn't notice, but I, see, you're telling somebody. You know what I found out? And I went back to the Word today to find out. The Lord wants to do things in secret. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. 
But we like to tell somebody, Chris, I came yesterday. Fix a few ceiling tiles. I cleaned that back room back there. I did. But no one knew who did it, right? It was me. I feel so good about it. I feel so good. Isn't that great? Oh, good job. Oh, ow. See? See? Wait, there about her to say hello. I'm waiting for Daryl. Okay. Anyway, and so. Isn't that funny? God keeps us in check. But we like to do that, don't we? Don't we love to do that? So, people notice. They really do. God notices. Guess what? He notices everything. And, matter of fact, he has these books up in heaven. Have you read about that in God's Word? The Lord has what? Books that he writes things down in. I didn't realize that. He has books that he writes in. I could share some scripture I won't because I don't want to take the time. But he writes things down. Wow, that's crazy, right? Stay humble. When everything seems great, it's not. It's not. Look at Mordecai or look at Haman. He thought everything was what? It was awesome. But it wasn't because of what? Because of pride. And then when nothing seems just, it really is. When nothing really seems very just, it really is. Because you know why? Everything within me cries out what? I want justice, doesn't it? I want what's right. But what we have to do is leave us a little bit of room for God's vengeance. Vengeance is mine, says the what? The Lord. But we like to take care of business, don't we? Well, I'll take care of that right now. Why don't you just leave a little bit of room for the Lord to step in and take care of business? Because he, matter of fact, He's a lot better at it, isn't he? He's a lot better at it than I am. Well, here's the last point, and then we'll, we'll go for the day. Worship team, would you come? I haven't had you come in a long time. Would you come up and uh, do what you do best? First Corinthians 12, 12. Because see, God sees everything. And so he already knows everything. So if you're questioning him like, you know, I don't feel like he's around. I'm not so sure he hears me. Does he even see what's going on? Is it how things are falling apart? Is it really? Is he really on the throne? Look at this. 1 Corinthians 12. 12 says, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it's with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so the body is not made up of one part, but of what? Many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, I would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, ah, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, What's Paul trying to say? What's the Lord trying to say? You're an intricate, vital part of the body of Christ. But I don't do much. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. You're a vital part for the body. All I do is fold bulletins. 
You're a vital part of the body. God has placed you where you are for a reason. And he placed Esther where she was for a reason. Isn't that amazing how he does that? He made her just the way she was. She was beautiful. And he placed her right there in Persia. It's amazing. He's using you with everything that you have. I don't care where you are in your walk of life or how old you are. He uses you every minute. Everything that I do, about everything of the day, everybody's watching. And they're watching. I can barely talk Friday. <clears throat> and the guys had the door open. The driver had it open. I was trying to on the phone call somebody. It was like so loud. They're all high loud. And, like, and I turned around. I was like, like shut the door. Because you know, I was trying to, you know, then I thought, like I said, I was like, gosh, I couldn't talk. Right after all, I thought, they got that bad impression of me yelling at. I was like, I couldn't hear a thing, and they knew. Crazy man. But see, they heard that, right? So now I go back to that one guy and say, eh, I'm sorry on Monday. And he gets it, but I'm like, dude, couldn't hear, you know? Right? I'm placed there for a reason, right? And you're placed where you are for a reason. 